Uh, this week, Mulder, no, you're you're not spooky. You have been out spooked uh, several times over. Uh, this is Do You Think I'm Spooky, a podcast where we go through uh, two episodes of The X-Files, the greatest TV show ever to have aired nope. on television. Uh, <laughs> that is my co-host, uh, Ben Scully. Hello. Nothing um, spookier than some ghosts, so is there. Huh? Oh, man. This episode. This... I'm Paul, by the way. Uh, this, this... Hello, Paul. Hey. Um, we'll get into it, in a, it probably in a bit, but yeah, I, I have to say... Um, this first episode is it still freaked me out. Still freaked me out. I I don't like uh I don't like ritualistic uh, ghosty types of things like this. It's uh, freaked me out. Um, how you been? You going good? Uh, I'm discovering that watching an episode and then talking about it the next day is not as exciting as <laughs> watching it and recording it in the same day. See, I think otherwise we- okay. We're recording this on a Tuesday, and I, I just, for some reason, I thought it was Wheels Wednesday, and then this morning I'm like, huh, haven't watched either episode yet. Huh. Ah, oh, that's <laughs> nice, though. So I, wait, I watched one one episode this morning and the other episode um, just about an hour ago. Uh, so let's let's just get through, uh, let's, let's, let's get on to this, because we've got a lot to talk about. And our first episode we're going to um, talk about is the Kalasari. Um, yeah, this this... As far as nostalgic Exiles episodes go for me, this is the one that really freaked me out um, for the first time. Like, I I didn't like watching this episode. I watched it once. I, I the the way I watched this, this is the creepy stuff, kid, right? It's the creepy kid. I think everything about it. Like, the, I don't like. I mean, I'm not. I've said before. I don't, I don't like um, the Exorcist or the Omen. Like, I don't like. I mean, I was I was brought up Catholic, so we were. <laughs> I was had a healthy dose of um, scared, uh, being scared of lots of of evil and lots of stuff. Um, this one, I, I think my dad or my brother had taped, um, the X-Files the night before and to watch cause they were going out and I was like, oh, you what you take the X-Files? Like, yeah, I might watch that too. And I watched it like one morning before anyone had woken up. And by this stage, like, you know, I'm like 12 years old. It still, it freaked me out. I did not like this one bit back then. I still don't to this day. I guess, especially as a child, because it's based around a child. So... What else come full circle that like it, it, at the start it was because because uh, I was a child and now it's because I have children and it's like yeah and then um yeah it's it's just it's that unknown sort of thing but let's let's just is is what, it also creepy because the child in this has Romanian ancestors and your children has Dutch ancestors and <laughs> they're both from Europe look uh, <laughs> out um no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, because they're very, very different. <laughs> uh, if you've the, never the Dutch had... couldn't do a spell if they had their clogs on. <laughs> um, if you've never seen this episode of the Kalasari, uh, I will give you a uh, the plot description I've got here, and it is a two-year-old boy in Virginia, uh, in a Virginia park, is mysteriously killed, and further and a further look shows a ghostly figure luring him onto train tracks. Mulder and Scully investigate despite an existing official inquiry. And we learn that the boy's brother is in great danger as well, for evil follows evil. Um, mm. Yeah. it's So, the boy is evil, and the ghost is evil? Is that what that's saying? They're following yeah. each other? Um, it's about as confused as, like, I will say, um, on, a, on another watch of this, it's, it's a very confusing episode, because... Um, 
It's one of those ones that I think that relies on it being so scary to like get over the fact that it like makes like very little sense as well. Um, but let's, you know let's... what makes very little sense is when a child walks onto train tracks and not like this should not be a deadly train. This is a children's train, <laughs> and a man yells out, "There's a kid on the track!" and everyone watches. <laughs> Yeah, no one runs towards Only it. his parents, who apparently are really far away, run towards it. And everyone else is like, oh, check out that kid on the tracks. Look at him. I, I, have had that, I have had that sort of um, phenomenon, though, where um, I was at a park once and um, when our, our child sort of... It wasn't in any danger, but like he, he did walk sort of further than we... And you do have that thing of like when you're running towards someone and they have no idea that you need them to stop and they keep running like it does feel like it's just a never end like it it it, it has that so and you and you're also panicked because so you're like you're not really sort of thinking straight um and yeah, everyone well, else is thinking straight of like not my kid not my problem pretty much yeah. <laughs> let's um, see so, how this unfolds <laughs> so the the first thing we see is is a killer train <laughs> coming through this, this park this park's really weird um they uh says so this family's out now uh the family consists of a um a mum demon a de- <laughs> um a dad that um i don't know from from first look it doesn't seem like a very good dad <laughs> um and then a baby of so like a 2 year old and also like a 9 year old and so this look let's let's just like we we know what happens but the the nine-year-old has an evil twin, and what I was trying to th- try- what I was trying to work out is when is the there's the, the, there's two boys. Charlie is the boy that's there most of the time, but Michael is, is his evil twin. But sometimes Charlie can act like Michael. He can actually act pretty evil. But then I don't know where Charlie is when he's acting like Michael. Do you understand? Yeah. So like yes. at the start here, like the the dad comes um, with a bunch of ice creams. Uh, and the a, a balloon, the my, uh, Charlie's balloon blows away because because of, and and then they give no, the, his brother's balloon blows away and they give him Charlie's balloon and Charlie's like I want my balloon. <laughs> He's like and the dad's like I'll get you a balloon. No, I want my balloon. And, and then puts the ice creams into the oh bin. Oh my god! Do, do you know how much that killed me? Ah, uh. as a dad. <laughs> You know, you know, part of the reason of buying stuff as a dad, uh, food especially, is because you know your kids probably won't finish it, and you can eat it. <laughs> and I was oh, like, I was yeah, just, I didn't even think about that. Like, I was just like, score. I've got three. It's like, oh, no one wants any ice cream. I get three ice creams. <laughs> I don't see a problem here. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. I'll get you balloon in fifteen minutes. I've got some ice cream to eat first. <laughs> My hands are a little full and sticky. Give, give me 20 because I'm going to get an ice cream headache. <laughs> it's gonna, I'm going to need to sit down. Not as young as it used to be, Charlie. <laughs> where, are, where are you? Oh, I give a shit. I need ice cream. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the dad seems like a bit of a dud. Um, the mum takes the, the, ba- the toddler to the... To the... To the toilet because she's got to go to the toilet. Oh, because to, 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 he's got ice cream all over him. She cleans him up. Then she has to use the toilet. So he, she ties him to the sink. Sound sound idea. <laughs> God. And like we've never used the leash. Like we we our kids weren't particularly like we they weren't runners. So I suppose it's twenty twenty two. Does anyone use a leash anymore? Oh, everyone's using leashes. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Like, Bring it back. 
Um, but back in, I actually thought it was in 1995, I think, when this one's um, uh, occurring, that it was actually quite weird to see someone um, using a leash. I thought it was like more of an early 2000s sort of thing. But yeah, he no just ties on me. His kid. Probably. Probably do, you so. remember, do you remember that um, SNL sketch where Mike Myers is tied to the <laughs> to the playground and he's hyperactive? No. <laughs> he's like, and, oh man, it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> uh, that remind me of that. So, um, so, the, and this kid's got a balloon, and then the balloon starts to blow out of the uh, of the toilet um, stall, and then. The mum's sort of watching it, and then suddenly the kid's out of his harness. And, um... How did that happen? And the, the funny thing, later in the episode, Mulder says that a chief medical officer tested the harness by using it on his own kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, honey, I've got something for our kid to do tonight. He has to try and get out of this harness for me. <laughs> yeah, and, d- and one... one it belonged to a dead child. He belonged to a dead child. For the life of him, he couldn't get out of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tie to the sink. Um, so, the and then, like, we see the balloon sort of floating across, um, very creepily across the, the fairground, and then, like, stopping at the tracks, and the kid, the, the, the toddler's sort of chasing it. Um, and I know that, like, the big sort of moment is the fact that this two-year-old gets hit by a train, but I could not get over the, the poorly... Um, dressed tiger costume <laughs> that it goes past. Did you see that? <laughs> There's a tiger costume and a pig costume. Oh, I saw the pig, yeah. Oh, because they take a photo of the pig creepy. costume. Yeah, and then the tiger costume it's and it's like it's like one of those it must be one of those fairgrounds it's like, well, they couldn't pay Disney because Fox wasn't owned mm. by Disney back then. And no Universal wouldn't have like let them. So they they had to say they basically literally had to like go to the local um costume shop and it's like, give me a Oh, what's at a fairground? Give me a tiger costume. <laughs> Give me a, a nondescript pig, pig please. Nondescript <laughs> pig. <laughs> We've got a porky. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what? Some? I can't believe this whole opening scene. That kid, 10 times out of 10, falls down. Oh. There's no way he walks that whole way. That upright. kid, even when he's he's like, he's walking across he like... walks down a hill. Like, like, this kid's like two years... I mean, okay. I also think that that's a, that's a young two... Like, he looks... He doesn't look two. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not sure what two is in uh, baby ages. Yeah, two looks older than that. That looked, that looked more like 18 months. Like, maybe maybe 18 months. I don't know. Still, there's no right. way he's not falling down. Yeah. And no no way he's not falling down and then just, like, fucking crying in a mess on the ground and just like, oh, God. <laughs> um, and then the episode's over in three minutes. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the, we, we cut back to, um, I mean, look, we shouldn't lighten this because a, a child does die, but, um, but it's cut, not real. We cut, yeah. We cut to, um, to, uh, X-Files, well, not in, not in X-Files, HQ, HQ, we're, we're in a uh, photo lab with, uh, Mulder's got a friend. Mulder's a got new a friend. friend. Called, Mulder's got a friend called Chuck, who's also weird. He looks like he could. Got Colin's all, hair. Yeah. He's like he looks like Frohiki's like um, more successful brother. <laughs> like yeah. Frohiki went to the lone government, and he's like, ah, yeah, I actually, you know. But then we find out later in the episode that he is a bit of a weirdo. So, um, so uh, 
Mulder gets this photo analyzed, and like um, the guy's like showing, and it kind of remind me of our uh, recent Ghost Expedition because he basically just puts it through a bunch of like different um, lenses and a bit different different sort of uh, effects, and he's like, and look, you can see the outline of someone holding the balloon, and like Scully's like, you can't. This isn't science. <laughs> Like you can do whatever you want for that photo and make it look like something. It's like, yeah, look. Um, and then I will say that uh, so Mulder, uh, Scully is sassy in this episode. I have to say, we've got. Is uh, this where she makes the crack about the uh, the Last Supper photo? No, no. I've got. I will be playing that. Uh, uh, we'll be, we'll be playing uh, footage of that uh, later. But this one's when okay. he's looking at the balloon and Mulder's like, I. He's like. <laughs> Even I learned in kindergarten that a helium balloon will uh, will go straight up. And she's like, did you learn about wind in kindergarten as well? <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. And then um, Mulder's like, oh, I checked the weather station and they said the, the wind was blowing north and like it's going south. And it's like, oh. Like, I'm like, uh, it was blowing north the entirety of the day. <laughs> In every single area. I found that very weird. I'm just like, I don't think the weather station can like localize wind in that particular time. It's like, you know what uh, I think, Mulder? I think you didn't do any research on this and you're just throwing answers back at Scully that suit your narrative. He rings that weather station and it's like, oh, can you tell me about the wind on that day? It's like, where? He's like, oh, dead child alley. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> we have so many problems around there. <laughs> Uh, um, he's lost his mind. Yeah. Um, I also like how um, before they enhance the um, enhance um, the photo, uh, they Chuck says he's using special software that he designed. So this is not even like really scientific. It's like this guy has got like a program that he's yeah he's designed. It's like yeah, it makes it makes ghosts go into photographs. He's probably got a free version and a paid version of this software. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah and then so we uh we go they go visit um you know the best time to visit um any grieving family is at the dead of night <laughs> so that's when mm-hmm. modern scully come um we've got some swastikas in this episode uh um obviously that's been used by other cultures for centuries before the nazis ruined it um um and then yeah modern scully are basically saying look uh, we think that the child might be led onto the tracks, and then we meet creepy grandma <laughs> Golda. Is it Golda? Haggard's creepy grandma. Oh my god, she's so. Uh, she's I been around. Her... Yeah. Did did what, what was your touchstone for for her? Like what what um what do you remember her from? Ah, uh, from pointing and yelling. Um, <laughs> in any in anything. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I didn't look up what she'd been in, but I know. That yeah. withered old face is pointed and yelled at things. She's the one that's always pointing and yelling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I remember she's actually in a um a really really bad horror movie called Silent Night Deadly Night where she plays a uh, a mother superior nun who beats children. I'm like, oh, she's she's got yeah. a type. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also like the fact that um her like, this has happened a couple times when I've been looking up um especially character actors in the 80s and 90s shows, someone has gone into their IMDb and put their, especially older ones, um, put their photo from the 1940s and 1950s. So, like, you're looking 
for a person that looks like the person in the episode is like, like I suppose I guess yeah. that looks like it's like, oh, okay, it's from the 1950s. The <laughs> How sad is it when you find someone's IMDb and their photo is from what, like, the shitty episode you're watching? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like... I guess they didn't go anywhere after this. <laughs> this was the peak. Um, did you see the, the kid in this one? Um, uh, yeah, he looks... He, he, He's been around. He's been in some horror movies and stuff like that. He's, he's the I was going to say, has he been in this before? He has. He did. Yeah. Um, I, I knew it. Rem- I can't remember what it was in season one. Yes. Um, and I think I remember saying, like, he's in the spooky episode that's coming up in t- season two. Um, I knew it. I will say, um, up to that point, um, Hel- Helene Clarkson, who plays um, the mum, her, her photo, her photo is from, uh, from this episode. I'm like, ooh, she didn't do too much. <laughs> she is, uh, surprise, surprise, not Romanian. Oh really? Hmm. I don't know if you picked up on her uh, sketchy accent. Uh, I didn't she's notice. She's not from Romania. I no. just love the fact that, like, so we find out that this um this guy works for the State Department. Like, the, the dad works for the State Department. And he meet he met the the wife over in um Romania. <laughs> and her mum called him the devil from the very start, <laughs> and I'm just like, is that just like an Eastern European thing? It's like ah, he's a devil. It's kind of cool. I was talking um, to friends about this last night. How ex- they their opinion was having not gone through every single episode um, via a podcast that <laughs> the X Files usually sets you up with a bad guy pretty early on. Yeah, and you know who it is. Like every now and then, like they have here, like they fake you out pretty well. Yeah, you don't know who you who you're going for in this one. Like, because I was already to hate the the dad because I, I thought he was like way more abusive than. Lauren and Scully go on, um, they go and weirdly uh, interview him because Scully's sitting at the desk, intently staring at him. Mora's just off to the side that it looks like he give, could give a shit. <laughs> oh, there's no aliens here. What's the point? <laughs> and um, when um, I know, I do notice that when Scully thinks that there's any sort of child abuse um, that's going on, she she turns ice cold because Scully's oh. big thing is that. There's Munchausen by proxy going on. And Munchausen by proxy, if you don't know, um, is when a parent will knowingly make their children sick so like they can um they can be their saviour sort of thing. Um Also, and- she asks Mulder if he knows what that is. Yeah. How is he not going to know what that is? Come oh, on. Mulder can and I'm pretty it. sure it's come up previously. Uh, I swear Mulder said it before. But yeah, so this is like, and 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 unfortunately, it happens um quite a lot. I mean, there was that the series that came out. Um, there's a very landmark landmark case in America about a, a um a child, a little a, a sort of a teenage girl that was um convinced by her mum that she was sick, but she wasn't actually sick. Um, so. Uh, they oh so while, while they're interviewing the the family too the, the lights go out and when they come back on the, the old lady's just in the room <laughs> with the boy and it's amazing. <laughs> Again, they're really setting her up for being the evil one. She says they have a devil child, and then the dad says like, oh yeah, she says to she says to, says to Charlie all the time that she's he's the devil <laughs> while she's hanging out with him. <laughs> and that just made me think of like she's like. Just dusting around. He's like, you're the devil. I don't know. Join some ice cream, devil. <laughs> oh, I forgot. You just like to put it in the bin. 
Because you're the devil. <laughs> the death line. No, no, it's the Morasco. <laughs> um, I like how uh, Scully refers to. Um, <laughs> she says ghosties and beasties. Yeah. <laughs> beasties here, Mulder. Oh, Mulder. Ah, oh, that's great. Yep. Um, so we go there. They're in the house, and uh, um, we see that the. We've, we basically find out that the both children are being very sick with like diarrhea and like fevers and lots of stuff and um and vomiting and Scully sees the um Golda put some stuff in the food. Uh it's basically sort of really painting her out to be the bad guy. So they basically go and say, like, mm-hmm. hey, we need this kid to go see a psychiatrist. So the dad's like, I'll take him. <laughs> Come into the front seat, son. We'll be fine. And uh, then oh. the the roller door does not open, and we, you know, this is this it's it's full on like the kid in this episode. I don't know whether he got like traumatized from this, but he is a good actor. Um, and then this is the, the yeah. first, and it, this moment is when we find out because there's a bit. The dad basically gets his tie stuck in the um, motor for the um, the roller door. And Charlie um, yells out, no, don't. And that's when you start going, oh, who's he saying don't to? Yeah. And that's when we're like, yeah, maybe there's something else going on here. We find out there's like a bunch of ash all over the car. Um, I mean, he could have been saying it to his stupid ass dad who decided to put his head up, you know, where it should not be. He also flicked his tie over his shoulder, which (laughs) if if he just left it down, probably wouldn't have happened. Um, But they find a bunch of ash all over the car, which um, brings us to a very, very good moment in the... In the um, I got a... Got a stash. India? Before Chuck succumbed to the glamours of academia, he did a tour of duty on the old hippie trail. It's called the booty. Holy ash. Technically, it's known as an apport. Something that materializes out of thin air. Wait a second. Nothing just materializes out of thin air. You've read the Bible? The way that she's looking at him. the story about Jesus creating the loaves and the fishes? Yeah, but that was a parable. In 1979, I witnessed a guru named Sai Baba create an entire feast out of thin air. Too bad you didn't take a picture. You could have run it through your computer and seen the entire Last Supper. (laughs) (laughs) The booty is... little face in that moment. Ice cold, Scott. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) we're all friends here, aren't we? (laughs) We're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> having fun. Um, it's like that. Uh, it's like those times where, um, I mean, not anymore because I'm, you know, I've, I've got you as a friend, and that's it. Um, Hello. <laughs> but when, um, when, um, you know, you you have two groups of friends, and you try and um, mix them, Ooh. and you're like, <laughs> and one of the groups of friends like says a comment that could piss off the other group of friends. And you're like, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> Everybody's fine. We're getting along. <laughs> cool. We should, we, should, uh, we should probably get to the pub. Um. <laughs> this is also where you find out that it is definitely not uh, Frohiki because he says the booty and does not laugh. Yes, he would. He would. Uh, would have snickered. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't. We we then cross back. We've also got we got a bunch of uh, other scary Romanian people now, <laughs> and they're doing a ritual. Um, there's one that was I remember him from Seinfeld. Um, he's the one when, you know, when Putty dresses up as the devil. <laughs> We're the devils. 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he, yes. he he does it. He does it to a bunch of priests. He's the priest that goes. Oh! <laughs> he's the one that really freaks oh. out. Yeah. Um, it's his IMDb photo from Seinfeld or from X Files. It's from like this really weird. He's a, he's been in like 155 things, but yeah, it's, it's from oh, a very weird bad. sort of thing. Um, so we then see um a lot of chickens die in this in this one, and we see yeah. a lot of um and look. One of my thing I don't know I don't know whether it was uh, on that list of problematic we've got 11 episodes that were problematic I don't know if it was on that because I don't know whether they've like really gone into that sort of Romanian kind of gypsy ritual thing and just like made it all out to be like evil and and terrible like all this sort of stuff could be like quite mean quite a lot to Romanians I don't know I try to look into it and there's like no real documented cases of like the Calisari or anything like that. But it basically makes him out to be like um, backwards people who believe in the devil and all that sort of stuff. Like they don't really treat them very well. <laughs> um, yeah. And Scully especially, she's like, and like, yeah, she's she, she's all about the science, but yeah, she says like there's, there's two dead roosters up in the, up in, like basically in her room, in, in Golda's room, there's like two dead chickens. It's like, oh, that's gross. Which the child used to kill the grandma? Well, she he resurrects the chickens and the chickens peck her to death, from what I can tell. Yeah. That bit's freaky. So that's that's when, like, I'm, I'm assuming that's Michael that does that. But, like, y- yeah, again... You I don't, don't know. know. At this point, I feel like we've got a bit of a Bart Hugo situation and they're both kind of <laughs> evil. By the way, third episode this season with uh, twins. Oh. We've had we like yes like last week we had Humbug which is essentially a twin with the Fiji mermaid mm. and and um, Lanny and then oh, yeah. uh, Aubrey was like a twins um, types of situation as well so and we had one last season yeah but like I think twins is the is this season's um, go to you know how last season it was that whole sort of projected astral projection sort of thing this, oh yeah this season's like oh it's, it's just a twin this is the evil twin <laughs> that was that was the writer's like get out of jail free card when it was like late night and they needed to finish up the scripts like what is it evil twin okay <laughs> hey how about we do some fucking aliens we'll get there we're getting there will we actually yeah. you know what this is probably like the lightest on aliens that the exiles will ever get this uh. season has been light as uh Oh, um, we've got, uh, so that kid's really freaky. Um, the, so we've, we finally sort of, um, we find out that, yeah, um, there's this, there's this, there's this, this ghost twin called Michael. Um, we see him in the flesh with him in the same room as Charlie when Charlie gets taken to hospital and this nurse, um, I mean, fair enough. She's trying to jab him with a needle. <laughs> um, and she the probably way- could have been nicer. The way that they they reveal Michael though, um, in the shadowy corner, he closes the door. I mean, and again, like when I talked about how like <laughs> she doesn't die, but like imagine you're trying to like give this kid medicine, then you turn around and see his twin about to bash your head in with something. It would just be like it's already an uncomfortable situation, and put that extra wrinkle of like this is really weird too. And then. Not only that, but she will find out later that she just witnessed her first ever full body apparition. I know, like that was the th- she's like, oh, there was two boys, and then um, the one, one of those is a ghost lady. 
one of my complaints of this episode too is that I don't see how Skelly has any leg, any scientific leg to stand on because she's seen way, she's seen more in this episode than she needs to at all to like know that there's some freaky shit going on. Like, how can she yeah. explain what happens in this episode? She, she's very quiet. She's looking out the window and she sees like the same looking kid with the mum getting into a car and then she goes to the hospital room and she's like, oh, no, here he is. It's fine. We're fine. She's just like me. She's like, oh, kids look the same. I'm tired. He's small, dark hair. That could have been anyone. So, um, Mulder calls back the, <laughs> calls back the Romanian reservoir dogs and, <laughs> and, and gets them to like, but he basically thinks like, oh, we're going to have to perform like a ritual. And that's, this is where he gets very exorcisty. Um, my thing is that I'm pretty sure, and I did rewind it. Charlie's not in that room by himself. There's about three other beds in there that I'm pretty sure there was people in. <laughs> So my question is, did they clear the room before they started doing this exorcism where it's just like, <laughs> they just pulled the curtains over it's like, this is not for you. <laughs> the other patients are like ringing the nurse like, <laughs> something going on. <laughs> the walls the walls are dripping yellow goo. <laughs> oh, what is with that? Why are they just oh, put man. virgin oil on the wall? It is, yeah, like that's, that is, it gets very, very exorcity. Um, so it like um, so the Mulder's got the got the Romanians there, and they're doing the this ritual, and they're they're exercising the demon, um, and then Scully's back at uh, the house with uh, Charlie and and well, seemingly Charlie, but Michael and the mum, and that bit's really cool. There's a, there's a couple of bits where so Scully comes in, and the the mum is like flat up against the roof, like the ceiling, just hanging just, out, just babbling Romanian, and then um. That bit. I think you'll find it's actually Canadian. <laughs> I'm like, poutine, poutine, poutine. <laughs> oh, maple, maple syrup, hockey. Uh, Tim Hortons. Uh, a boot. Mountains. A boot, a boot, a boot, a boot. Um, there's a bit in the background where you see Michael walk past, and it's very freaky. I like it. Yeah, it is, it is pretty good. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, Michael come he basically uh, standing over Scully with with a knife, um, and we cut back to that uh, to that exorcism, and whew, that kid's turning demony. He's got his teeth are all, all all like fucked up, and yeah, just getting um, worse and worse by the second. There's a weird camera spin that they do <laughs> that I don't know whether David McCovey was actually ready for because. All those other actors, like with the Kalasari, they're committed to it, and then they get to the Mulder, and he's just got no expression on his face whatsoever. He's supposed to be holding down this kid with an Nexus, and, and he's just like... <laughs> the whole scene of him being in there is supposed to be holding that kid's feet down. I feel like he was not debriefed on the scene at all. No. <laughs> he just looks he... confused. I also I do like the bit where he, where he lets go because the kid's trying to, like... um You know, all the demon inside is basically trying to say, like, you know, it hurts, and Mulder, and, like... um. The guy's like, hold his legs. He lies. He tricks you. Um, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't try and stop them. He just stops holding his legs. He's like, um, uh, do I want to be complicit? Uh, do I just want to stand here? <laughs> yeah, I'll hold his. Okay, I'll hold it. Yeah, I'll hold his legs. Okay, his legs. carry on. Um, Meanwhile, Scully up- is cowering beneath like a allegedly nine year old boy. You could. You could. You just got a gun. <laughs> I know I know she's had a lot of trauma and been kidnapped, but this is a child, Scully. Just punch she's... him in the nuts. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, do that thing nose. where you, do that thing where you hold them, where you put your hand on their head, and they just try and like swipe at you. <laughs> Can't reach you. <laughs> um, uh, that was really disappointing. I thought she was better than that. Yeah, and then um, Michael disappears when the the exorcism like, is successful. But then the Kalasari guy says, "Like, well, you know, it's, it's good for now, but you know, it's probably gonna happen again." And Sister Mulder, like, oh, don't, by the way, it, it knows you. That evil knows you now. So watch out for that. <laughs> all right, bye bye. <laughs> we'll see you later. They all too often, which I don't hate about it, but it it can be annoying. They leave it open to come back, and they never do, and and they just never come back. I mean, we Why? we find out. I mean, as I said with with um the death fetishist, they end up do bringing him back. But like, to tell you the truth, weighing up that death fetishist guy and and the Kalasari, I would love to see it like a sequel Kalasari episode. I do, I could give a shit about um him coming back, and they we have to wait till um season seven when he comes back anyway. So I don't know the the choices they make of what they're gonna continue with. Is is very odd. Wait, I think you mean I, the the kid comes back? No, no, like the so you know the death fetishist episode where the guy was like stealing the the hair off the people. Oh yeah, yeah. He he comes back in season seven, but then this episode where like you could do a sequel to this like in you know the next season or season after, and it would be like it would be gangbusters. And it's like no, nah, we're done with Kalasari. I'm like, ah. I guess they just moved on from twins, didn't they? <laughs> we'll find out what season three's. Uh, get out of jail, free guys. Yeah. Um. Look, as as as, uh, firstly, we've got a uh thing we do for every episode where we have the um uh MSC, which is the most spookiest character. Um, and I'm giving it to uh Charlie, Charlie Michael, because that kid acted the pants off of everyone. No, you're a fool. It's got to be the grandma. Nah. She's so she dies by chicken. She dies by chicken. What's spookier than dying by a chicken and an alleged heart attack? Oh, man. And those eyebrows. <laughs> Can you give me yeah, a favor? Can you go to the IMDb page and, um, and look at her when she was um, young? Is she grossly attractive? Um, kind of. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> what, in the photo? In the photo, it's her, her dead. She died in two thousand and eight. Ah, oh, that's not bad. Did you see? Did you see the picture? Um, what's her name? Oh, should be the one that's not very old. <laughs> Lillian Shaw. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the thing that comes up above her is is from X Files. Yeah, because I think this is like one of her most famous roles that she ever did. Actress, director, and writer. Ooh, director. Yeah, what did you direct, lady? Uh. Hollywood structured, hmm. allegedly. Okay. Hmm. Well, um, I'm giving this for nostalgia's sake and everything else. Say, uh, give this two and a half. It's not a full three. Um, I find the uh, there's still some, still a lot of questions, but it's scary. I say it's, I say this is the scariest episode we've had so far. Um and yeah, the um that kid is acting his butt off, so I'm giving it two and a half, uh lone government out of three. I I like that there seems to be a very distinct beginning, middle, and end. Like there's a mm-hmm. good story going on. Yep. Uh it's well put together for a change. <laughs> um but 
uh, I, just, I didn't love it. It didn't really grab me. It's, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably, I don't even know what to rate it. Um, I rate it what, a cover what? of Runaway Train. What? <laughs> it's not as good as the song Runaway Train, but you know, it's still the song. Because someone's like, covered it and it's not quite one, the same. One dead rooster out of three. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on to the next episode. Um, F emasculata. You know, I all have... I can think every time I looked at this title. What's that? I like a doer emasculata. <laughs> Um, I've never seen this episode. I cannot. I, I cannot remember this episode ever. Did Did you watch with Laura? I did. Did she remember it? I think so. I I have no recollection of this episode. I seriously, as soon as it, it came on, I'm like I I don't remember. So it could be watching this for the first time. Um, what a journey! Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's let's. Give, I'll give you the plot summary I've got here. When a package with infected contents, let's not beat around the bush. When a package of infected pig's leg, <laughs> um, releases, I thought it was a human hand. No, it's pig's leg. Okay. Um, when a package with infected contents releases the virus on its inmate recipient, a dozen prisoners, contractor, and modern scully are mysteriously called in to help. What they find demands that the truth be told to the public, but that's one thing they cannot do. So, look, this mm. episode, I look, I don't know. Mm. I should like this episode more than I did because it's, it's very action packed. And we've got like a, we've got escaped convicts. We've got a virus. We've got a countdown. We've got a possible infection <laughs> of Scully. We've got cigarette smoking man's back. Um, apparently, apparently he just hangs out in Skinner's office, even though Skinner repeatedly tells him to leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but let's let, well, look. It starts off in in Costa Rica. Uh, we've got a scientist who finds um, this pig. Uh, we a lot of vulture a action. A warthog. Yeah, he's got a lot of vulture action in this episode at the start. Um, and it's got one of these. He's got these pustules over, and and these this will become a big thing of the episode. Pustules of like uh, the makeup effects team must have loved this episode. Um. It's sp- it spits parcel over him, which is quite gross, and I'd just eaten, and I was not great with it. Um, <laughs> and then he starts getting the same thing, and then he dies, and we find that these uh, these little bugs are crawling out of him as well. Uh, we find out later that the, those bugs basically lay lava in... Uh, that's how that's how they infect you, and when when if you if you're if you're unlucky enough to um have a pustule spit puzzle over you, <laughs> then you're fucked because you get a bunch of lava in your face. But then I don't get it. So <laughs> there was no joke. <laughs> Excuse me, that's my symbol. Um, <laughs> so if you get pus on you, yeah. Then the little insect will lay eggs in you. No, if that, you get pus on you, and then there's no insects around. No, so the 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 insects, the 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 larvae are in the pus. So like they they come, they're, they're microscopic and they get they get into your system, and that's what that's how they um you basically are like an incubation for them. So um, but then but then the guy at the end 
taped one to Scully and was like, if this goes, if this bites you and gets inside you, then you're dead. If it doesn't, you're fine. Yeah. So like it was saying that like, we've got a, we got a full grown bug here. Um, if, <laughs> and this is the most fucked up test to do. He's basically like, if it burrows into your skin and bites you, <laughs> then uh, you're, you're done. But like I got it like this. I got it like if it bites you, then like you you're done. If it doesn't bite you, then like it's already, you're already infected. That's how I got, I saw it. But maybe I'm getting the, maybe I'm getting the wrong way around. I don't know. What all the, all that matters is uh, she said she was a medical doctor. She did. Yeah, it didn't get her anywhere. Uh, so apparently, um, prisoners in uh, correctional facility in Virginia can just get mail. Um. And other prisoners are left alone because it takes at least five minutes to strip a bed of its bed sheets. So I'm so I'm I'm saying that 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 particular prison guard was in on it. So he's been cigarette smoking man slipped him a hundred and said, "Look, be really bad at your job. Um, deliver <laughs> deliver a parcel to this to this guy." But and what they find out is that um the uh, the doctor in Costa Rica his name's Robert Torrance, and then. They find a prisoner called Robert Torrance, and the the big thing is that there's a pharmaceutical company that is like looking for this um the the medical be- benefits of this bug. But rather than take it back and actually go through proper channels and get like the FDA to like approve it, they um get it infected into like inmates at a at a prison, and then sort of just see what happens from there. Um, but what they don't know is that like this thing's gonna like you know um, infect you and kill you within thirty six hours. But yeah, and then so what what they do is and then prisoners are gonna escape with it. Yeah, but what they what they did was like they 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 found a they found a prisoner with the exact same name as the doctor. So if it ever came back, they could say, oh, it was just a medi- it was a, actually a postal error. Like they just sent it to the wrong dude. Um, which I find is actually pretty good writing. Like that's that's, that's like that's pretty basically covering, it's covering all your exits. Um, and it would just be as like, as stupid that that the US government would probably do um, to get away with something. It's like, oh, wasn't us, post letter. You know, it's a lot smarter than Agent Dana Scully is throughout this episode. <laughs> um, watching this in a post-COVID world, or, you know, actual COVID world, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a frightening amount of non-mask wearing um, for a... Uh, a, a very uh, a virus that looks like it travels through the air. Like it looks like it's 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 mostly sort of passed on through the air. I mean, they don't know that for a fact. Like they don't know that you have to get a full face or a pus to get infected. But like, ah, and... Scully is seeing people in like full hazmat type suits, <laughs> claiming they're like... from the CDC, and she's like, "I'll just put a little paper mask on. I'll be all right." And he's, she's like, oh, "I'm gonna go down to the incinerator, and then oh look, a bunch of uh, bodies wrapped in plastic." Gonna open that plastic up and oh, <laughs> oh just have a have a quick little look, have yeah. a sniff, let it spit all over this guy next to me. Let it spit all the guys from the Untouchables. Um, <sighs> he he is the one Scully that got Al Capone done for income tax evasion. What the fuck are you doing? Um, I called him <sighs> I called him Diet Skinner. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, we've also got Diet Bruce Willis coming up too. We do, and he's he's in um, apparently he's in Breaking Bad in a, in a quite similar role. He is. Um, uh, we used to uh, call him Fat Willis. I don't know. Um, 
Breaking Bad scares me, and I watch stuff from the eighties and nineties. Um, <laughs> um, so <laughs> he's so dumb in this. He's so annoying. Yeah, he he reminds me of a, a relative of mine, actually. Um, not not uh-huh. in the way, just like he's in, in the way he, in the way he looks, not the way he acts, but like okay. yeah, it was, it was very hard to like just disassociate from that. Um, I don't know. He's he plays like, well, what do you if you were hired to be not the bad guy of an Exodus Files episode, but you they said like, look, you're the police or law enforcement liaison to Mulder and Scully. There's only one way to play that, and that's annoyed for most of the episode, and okay <laughs> but, with it. But at also the end. bad at his job, <laughs> where Mulder's telling him is like, "Did you think to check on girlfriends?" And he just looks at him blankly. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy is uh, not great at his job. I mean, he has outfitted every one of his team with like the best aviator sunglasses that you would have <laughs> seen. <laughs> they do that raid. And like every one of them's got aviator sunglasses on. Oh, I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but I'm going to anyway. Um, the big climax in the bus terminal at the end. There's US Marshals just like swarming the place, yeah. like it's fucking Blues Brothers or something. Oh man! There's, do you see the guy? He's on the floor. Oh, yes. <laughs> on yes. the floor. What is he doing? So there's a US Marshal who walks. <laughs> Between buses and walks onto a bus. Meanwhile, there's a guy on the floor between buses just wiggling across the floor. It looks like it looks like Hi. he's got a he's got an itch in the middle of his back. <laughs> no one no one would scratch it for him, so he's like, Alright, I'm gonna get old dog. No one's gonna notice me itching my back on the floor while everyone just walks around like a regular person. It's like, oh they're not, they're not it's like and then someone's like, Oh so quickly roll some B roll of um of just people uh. getting ready for it. It's like What's that? Is he on his back? That'd be fine. <laughs> but like the way that the others are climbing around, like jumping into <laughs> bus windows and through the roof, he's this is like, so unnecessary. He's just like, oh, no, I can't get it. I can't reach the middle of my back. <laughs> um, oh, I, like, I, I mean, you said you said that you didn't like Scully putting on the mask, but I I think Scully went rogue in this episode. She 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 like for better or worse. I mean, like she she doesn't no, do a stupid. whole lot. <clears throat> it's stupid. She's an idiot. But she, I don't know, she, she, she wants to get to the bottom of this. But I think this one, um, in particular, uh, more than anything, is that it's a very, it's very loosely put together. Like there's, like we find at the end that they were put there because um, they're trying to basically discredit. It was a, it was a really weird plot to show that the cigarette smoking man and the government is trying to discredit the X-Files in order to shut them down but like that's not if you watch this episode and you got that from it then you're a fucking genius or you're a writer of this episode because that's not what it's showing at all yeah I don't I don't think there's that much into it they don't want the X-Files shut they want them they want them there yeah I don't I don't think they should have even um had the cigarette smoking man in there at all like he had no business being there it was just like except for like being a bitch to Mulder He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, how many people are dying right now, Mulder? While you're out here, um, complaining. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> but uh, he does also tell Mulder that he's his friend. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a friend. You oh. failed high school. <laughs> <laughs> Skinner Skinner talks with his entire head. <laughs> he's like. I can't do it on well, a podcast, obviously. Ninety yeah. percent of his body is head. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's just and like... shoulders. He's just head Tony... and shoulders. Tony Sins is a friend, Agent Mulder. <laughs> um uh, so the best bit of this episode is when, and like it was very late to include a new character, but like at the start of the third act, even like it's probably like in the middle of the third act of this episode, we have a mum dropping off her young son who's going to Toronto to see his to see the to see his uncle on the same bus that like one of the um uh the escapees is on, um and. I don't know, like, I was like, well, they've uh, they've only introduced him this late. He's not going to die. But, like, I was like... Because I, I just... I thought, like, everyone on that bus was going to die. I thought, like, that's, like... That would, that would have been a better um, display of government being shitty. Is, like, them... You find out that they went and, like, murdered everyone that was, like, who saw this dude. How tense was it as well, though, when he's holding on to that kid and his <laughs> giant pimples just waiting to pop. It's throbbing. <laughs> and that's the thing. And the kid's just, like... When the kid's doing that thing where, like, as an actor, like, you're sort of supposed to be looking towards the person holding the gun at your head and then also the person who's, like, there to, like, negotiate. But all that kid was looking at was that big posture. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, I don't want this to pop near me. <laughs> I didn't read the script. Is this going to happen or not? <laughs> Just, oh, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> it is it is pretty gross. Like kudos to uh the makeup yeah. team. It's um, it's pretty good stuff. Uh we should talk about the, the one of the guys, the, the guy that um ends up on the bus, I uh, he um I know him from a uh, little known Canadian film called Hardcore Logo, which is about is a mockumentary about a punk band and I was like it was bugging me the entire time I was watching this. I'm like, oh that's where he's from. He's just, that guy there has done like every single TV show in the 90s. He has done so much, and he usually plays the same person, like a bad guy, because um, he's got that long hair and that sort of, like, biker-ish yeah. sort of thing. Um, he finds his girlfriend. He kills a lot of people, too. Like, they they, they they beat up this dude. Well, no, they kill this dude, like, um, and steal their camper van um, at, like, a bunch of toilets. Yeah, I don't feel like they need to kill that guy. That's No, no. Um, also, that guy was in Freddy vs. Jason and Halloween Resurrection. Um <laughs> That bugged me because okay. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that guy was in Halloween Resurrection. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I know that. Uh, and then they go to the, like a gas station, and um, he he doesn't. Oh, we um, he doesn't murder like the gas station attendant, but like he he um beats him, and then um, the, that guy gets taken away. Like he just gets like escorted away because yeah, I think he's, he starts to get infected, and it's like, wow, he does. Because they left him in the bathroom with the guy that has just died. I wanted more of that. I wanted more because there is episodes coming up later in the series where, like, you're surprised about how much the government is just cleaning house and they just murder, like, swathes of swathes of people just to cover up this thing. It's like, but this time around, it's like, oh no, we'll, we'll be picky about who we who we take and murder. I, um, I do enjoy Mulder and um, Budget Willis. Like, who are you? <laughs> who sent you? Where are you taking him? Did you organize this? What's going on? And then the helicopter flies away. It's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll move on. There's just lots of yelling going on. There's not, and like, um, and I can't think of a better metaphor of like how the actors are in this episode. Of like, a lot of people don't know who each other is, and that that just sums up the episode. Is like, what are we doing here? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Even when he goes into Skinner's office, he doesn't really know what he's yelling about. He's just like, this is virus and. Scully knows about it. you tell him Scully and Scully's like I've got no evidence well that's just fine then alright I'll just show myself out um, there is another scene that uh, fits in perfectly with 
no one knowing how to do their job. And Laura laughed at the note that I kept because it says drive-in guns hanging. Um, when they arrive at that gas station to catch yeah. this guy and just a swarm of cars and US Marshals. And there's one or two cars where like the guy's just got his gun hanging out the window, just po- waiting to point it at something. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, first down the job. I'm fucking keen. You got to shoot someone. I'm ready. It's like, like these guys were, were, we're never driving. giving guns before. It's just like, and like one of them's just like, I'm pretty sure one of them cocked their shotgun like twice. It was just, <laughs> just kept cocking. Like, oh, I want to punch someone. I want to kill someone. <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite part of the episode bad. is the part of the episode where it says right towards the end, Mulder rings up Scully. Um, and Scully doesn't tell Mulder that she might have been infected. Um, and Mulder seems like eh, mildly interested. I'm gonna put it at that. He says, "Like, yeah, you doing, you're doing okay. All right, I'll see you later." Um, <laughs> so there's this bit where she's like, "Oh, they've torched everything here, Mulder. Um, there's no more evidence." And Mulder's like, "Oh, well, the 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 escapee who's affected, he's on he's on the bus." And she's like, "That person is the only one that can can can, can connect all this together." And Mulder goes, "He's infected. He's gonna die." In a way of like. Don't make me go touch him. <laughs> Ooh, he's infected. <laughs> do you want to come out here and do it? Because I'm gonna do that. But oh, then I'll, I'll get I'll get um I'll get uh bad Bruce Willis to, <laughs> to do it. Hey, someone wants to talk to you. <laughs> the saving grace was we'll get a statement from yes. an escaped criminal. <laughs> so Mulder's on this bus, and that'll take down the government. Yeah, Mulder's on this bus, and um. This guy is basically convulsing. He's like, "What was in the package?" And the guy's like, <laughs> "It's like if even if he said, oh, it was an infected um, pig's leg.'" And I was like, "Huh, okay, <laughs> well." There was if- no answer where Mulder didn't have a follow-up question, and no. then a follow-up question to his follow-up question. I think, mercifully for the guy and for the audience of the episode, he was shot by a sniper. <laughs> Yeah, because Mulder was just going to keep asking him and just watch the guy convulse and die. He's like, <laughs> "Did you hear him?" He said, <laughs> "Blame me." You heard him. Those were his last words. <laughs> like you've got all the gurgling. <laughs> I have a uh, one more hero of this episode to yes. go with the man wriggling on the floor. I'll have yeah. to go back and try and find these scenes. But at one point, Mulder is belittling Cheap Willis. <laughs> And Cheap Willis walks away, and there's this other U.S. Marshal just stood behind him, and it looks so awkward, as if that guy did not know he was about to be front and center in the scene, <laughs> and he's just he's just frozen. Is that where at the start when they're at the prison? And I think just, so. Yeah, and they're, and they're, and they're like, like a hallway. Is that when because Mulder goes, um, he says like, "Oh, we're going to talk to someone in charge." He's like, "Well, it's obviously not you, because then you would know why we're here." <laughs> And the guy just like walks off. I yeah. really know the bit. Yeah, yeah. And there's a guy just stood behind him, like, Ugh. he's just got this goon squad of just like these dudes of um who don't. That, to be honest, they actually more look like a um a militia, not a police force, because they just look like they're in like regular civvies, or that they'll just break out into a, a dance at any moment. <laughs> Flash mob. Flash mob. Remember them? Oh man, yeah. I just um I recently. Look, owned one. No, no judgment here. But uh, I've, I've recently been watching uh, Modern Family again, and there's an episode oh, yeah. of Flash Mob. That that show, I don't know. I know it's not. It's hard great. to hate. 
it's hard to hate yeah it's it's very easy to watch like me and my wife sort of just we burn through like about three or four episodes like over dinner and afterwards and just like you know finish, finish our day with it it's, it's nice it's cozy um a bit more problematic <laughs> than a bit more problematic than um what you'd expect from a 2009 show oh uh, no I'd, I'd think it's exactly what i'd expect like some of the jokes on like oh i can imagine that being done in the 80s or 90s but like a lot of jokes about uh, minorities in that, in that episode yeah. and also very little representation of uh, most minorities in that program and just basically phil in general yeah but like yeah. it's that it's that is that thing of like and i don't think we've we've escaped it yet like going into sorry just kind of a little sitcom sideline here <laughs> um i still find it annoying and this is why i like and i know people will instantly groan by me saying this but it's one of the reasons why i liked roseanne so much back in the day Mm. is that it it was as close to my family as possible because we weren't living in like a double story oh she did live in the double story house but like we didn't live in this like really nice suburb with like just seemingly limitless money to spend yeah um like there were the, the amount of times that like you see stuff being bought and wasted in modern family especially by like jay and gloria it's just like oh man like it's like that $200, would be nice. Two hundred dollars worth of stuff, right there. <laughs> like, that's yeah. really nice. Anyway, I digress. Meanwhile, you're eating four kids' ice creams instead of going to bed. <laughs> I'm like, ow, ow, <laughs> really? That's what I want to finish them. They were chocolate too, motherfucker. They were chocolate ice creams in a waffle cone. They were waffle. One was a double. So we essentially got rid of four scoops of ice cream with waffle cones. What the fuck? He's a fucking animal. You deserve, to, you deserve to have your tie caught. <laughs> um, what do you think for um, MSC for the for the F for masculine? I'm I'm going for the uh, the mousy scientist man. Yep, because yep. he again. should four million percent hate Scully. Oh yeah, he should Did despise you... her. Did you see when she finds out that she's um, not infected? She runs through the doors to tell him. So happy. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved I would have, anything to have had him still there in the throes of being infected by this mysterious <laughs> bug. And she's like, great news, doctor. I'm, I'm not infected. Oh, that's right. Spell. <laughs> <laughs> As a pustule pops onto her. Ah. You are now. I would have just like cornered and just like, yeah, pop them all. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know how he wasn't mad at her. At at no point did he act mad at her. It's yeah. ridiculous. You know what? I'm I'm leaning nice. towards, lean towards him as well. Like I was gonna say Skinner, um, only because like, man, um, in in an almost uh, inverse of what it's for. I've never seen someone someone so useless an episode. Before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know what? I'm going to go for, um, it's Dr. Osborne is his name. So yes, um, I knew that. I'm going to go for him as well. Um, and plus, you know, I, I'd still genuinely feel a sadness when I feel, uh, I think, think about his death scene in the untouchables because he does not deserve to die and he dies like spectacularly. I guess dying's his thing. Do you remember the untouchables when he gets like shot in the lift? I do not. No. He gets like fucking shot to shit. Yeah. Then Sean Connery finds him. Do I get a treat for taking that segment seriously and having a, a proper you do. cast member? You do. You can in both um, episodes, really. 
you can uh, watch next next week's episode. That's your treat. Ooh. <laughs> Which I have a teaser for. I hope it is. Uh, so... So that was Softlight, where we find Monk. Remember Monk? I do remember Monk. <laughs> yeah, Monk is uh, very non-Monk in that episode. <laughs> um, oh, good for him. Something about light. I don't know. It's called Softlight. Um, and then we have this one... That's our town, and then that is a decent episode. Although, looking at the uh, the short where you see a bunch of white people, but they're in um, full uh, African masks, I'm oh, like, something no. bad's going to happen there. <laughs> check in where this came on the list. Um, I bet. Can I make a prediction? Yes. At some point in the our town episode, we get that pan pipe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't have our music over here. <laughs> they don't have synths over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, look, getting caught up with this. Sorry, I'm talking about the Kalsari. Um, uh, <laughs> get in contact with us. Uh, do you think on spookypod at gmail.com? Check us out on our Instagram. Um, which I could, you know what? I could post that photo from Mulder from Humbug like every single day. <laughs> Yeah. And just be happy with it. Um, thanks for Hopefully listening. Hopefully, there'll be a, a video of a uh, US Marshal wiggling on the floor. Oh, nice. Oh, man. There will be. Uh, and also, um, uh, recent bump of listenership. Thank you. I, you oh. know, I'm not Hello. sure where it came from, but thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this one's. Uh, where did it come from? Uh, I don't know exactly. The, the, my. Uh, the dashboard I have for this one is not like the one I have for Living in the Past, which is that other podcast that you can listen to about us in the 90s, but we're on a break Yeah, right you now. can. Um, I started looking at some 95 movies too. Whew. Whew. By the way... Mickey Mouse in them? Speaking of... <laughs> um, uh, speaking of 1995, the, the X-Files producers were wondering whether they should release F. Emasculata because... It's happened to coincide two weeks after a certain movie named Outbreak came out, and it was very similar. Oh. So, um... Sounds like good timing to me. Hop over to Living in the Past, and we'll talk about that when Kevin Spacey dies from a horrible virus. Yeah. But Rene Russo doesn't, so it's fine. All I remember of that is that um, Dustin Hoffman in the... <laughs> Doesn't happen in the um, just mumbling to himself in the helicopter at the end. <laughs> it's very Why funny. That, that's most doesn't happen films, isn't it? True. Yeah, he's just mumbling. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, until next time, stay stay spooky, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs>